Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Time once again for a breaking news edition of the Bama Online Podcast. Travis Ryer, Senior Analyst for BOL alongside site publisher Tim Watts. And Tim? Here we go again. The surge of commitments for the Alabama Crimson Tide, where the class of 2024 is concerned, continued on today as the Crimson Tide picks up a nice commitment from a four-star wide receiver from the state of Tennessee. Yeah, Amari Jefferson, you know, he's a guy Alabama's targeted early, have been on him pretty hot and heavy. You know, he's a Tennessee baseball commitment, right? Didn't really hear from the Tennessee baseball staff as much. Um I think the football staff kind of got a little bit of a late start. Alabama went full throttle there and, um, you know, just made up a lot of ground. And, I mean, the one thing that stands out to me is dude's got talent. He's a big body guy. He's got speed. Um, He's got hands. He's got all the little things you look for. I mean, he has several plays on his uh, highlight tape where he's simply throwing the ball on the sideline. And I'm telling you, it looks impossible he's going to get out of there. And next thing you know, he boots scoot boogies and he's gone. Um, you know, down the sideline. So he's got speed. He's got that build. He's a thick kid. So we're not talking about someone that, you know, is going to be shy going across the middle, but really good job by the Alabama staff here. And again, I mean, committed to Tennessee for baseball. And, you know, the one thing about it, like if people wonder how good he is, I think Josh Heupel, as much as any college coach in football, probably values the wide receivers, right? And he went to the end fighting for him, obviously an in-state guy, but Obviously, Bama and Tennessee is who it came down to, and a, a big win for Alabama. Some good work from Joe Cox and Holman Wiggins here of late, it seems like, because I believe Joe Cox was the primary on Jamie French, the 2025 wide receiver uh, who recently committed to Alabama. It looks like it was that duo again, I'm guessing, best based on the, the database here anyway. And yeah, I've watched the tape of uh, Jefferson myself, an absolutely very natural receiver, you see him get over the top from an outside spot, not just on standard deep ball routes either. He's also got some devastating double moves on tape with a stutter and go standing out among those. He lines up inside sometimes, Tim. He turns some quick game opportunities into explosive plays. And I like that Baylor, his school there, his high school there in Chattanooga, they'll hand it to him too on reverses, jet action. And he's a one-cut-and-go kind of guy. And I think that goes back to the physical attributes you talked about. He, he's a thick-cut kind of receiver, very decisive, not a lot of wasted motion. And then he has a gear when he gets into the open field. I'm going to make a comp here, Tim. You tell me what you think. I'm going to go a bigger Randall Cobb, at least when Randall Cobb was coming out of high school, a guy that could kind of do everything at Kentucky during his time in Lexington. Absolutely. Randall Cobb's not bad. I hadn't even thought of him, but he was. He was that thicker guy. He had a really good NFL career. I know it seems to have came and went really fast. But yeah, again, you know, we've seen people on the board compare him to Debo Samuel. Mm -hmm. Uh, It's kind of hard to go with Debo when we're also comparing Kendrick Law to Debo. You know what I mean? But (laughs) we got that. We got Debo on the mind, but he's a talented guy. He's thick. Like you said, he's fast. He's got all those traits that we're talking about of a Cobb. Or of a uh, you know a Kendrick Law that kind of thick build guy mm-hmm. that almost looks like a running back, 
um, again, like you said, a one cut guy to me, he's, I call it plant and go. He plants a foot and he's gone. There's not a whole lot of dancing around. There's not a lot of wiggle. He is going to plant it. He's going to go, but obviously a big win for a multiple reasons. First of all, they lost Perry Thompson last week when he flipped to Auburn, but Amari was a guy they were taking anyways. Obviously they would have loved to have Perry, uh, Rico Scott, who's also committed and Amari Jefferson, but that didn't work out. But the fact you lost one of your wide receivers in a class where it wasn't really a priority, but you still want to bring in some quality. So Landon Jefferson's huge from several aspects. It's interesting from the baseball perspective with this, because this is two years in a row, right? Bray Hubbard a year ago was a baseball commitment prior to camping at Alabama a summer ago. Next thing you know, he's switching uh, to the football opportunity he had at Alabama. These two sport guys, typically it seems like we're talking about maybe football track, football, maybe basketball. And hey, look, I'm guessing guys like Hubbard and Jefferson, if you put them on a track, they can get it done. You put them on a basketball court, they can probably get it done too. But just multi-sport athletes once again uh, for Alabama at the defensive back and now the wide receiver positions. And let me tell you something else. Being committed in baseball, that's one thing. But being committed to Tennessee, (laughs) that's a big deal. I mean, that's one of the premier baseball programs in the country. We're seeing it in the draft. We're seeing it in the results that they put on the field. I mean, that's a, that's a very selective program. So it's not just he was playing baseball. He was playing baseball at a very high level. Um, and again, like you said, I mean, he does a lot of the little things for his team. Obviously it's high school and, you know, he's definitely the, you know, the big, the big fish in pretty much every game he plays. But again, I think that's going to translate his skill set, his build. I think that's going to translate anywhere in the country on the high school level. And it's not, you know, I think his, his, his curve physically is going to be a little, little less steep than it would for other guys where they're going to need to get bigger. They're going to need to get stronger and all that. I think physically he's going to be up there pretty quickly. So you touched on it a minute ago with Rico Scott also committed uh, for the 2024 cycle at the wide receiver position. I guess there's still some circumstances that could impact this area between now and signing day as far as other targets go and some, some other things that could come up, right? Yeah, I mean, you know, I think, you know, like I said earlier, it's not that they, you know, I don't think there's ever a year you don't want to sign wide receivers, right? I think you always want to sign wide receivers. But some years, you know, you've seen Alabama basically sign nine the last couple of years. Now, one's transferred back to LSU, back home to LSU, and Emmanuel Henderson's still work in progress. But, but you wanted to get that quality. So if they end up with a third wide receiver, I think it's going to have to be one they just can't turn down because – They've got two guys, Rico Scott. I just think a lot of people aren't talking about a guy. He's one of the fastest prospects in his class. And then you add Amari, who also has got some jets and he can run. So they've got two guys that they really wanted. Whether or not they pursue a third one remains to be seen. And then, of course, you look at 2025 and you've got Jamie French and Ryan Williams, who you know are in the discussion for the top two wide receivers in the country for the 2025 class. So if this thing wraps up right now with Jefferson and Scott, I think the Bama staff would call it a win, you know, and take it to the house. So uh, with Jefferson, baseball still in play at the next level, I would guess. Uh, with, yeah, with him too. He met with the Bama staff on his visit this past weekend. I think his mind was probably made up before he. Um, he made his commitment, but the, the last weekend before the dead period, he visited Tennessee on Friday and he visited Alabama on Saturday. Now, the one thing that I found now, sometimes circumstances doesn't allow it to happen, but I did find it super interesting that his mom did not go to visit 
in Knoxville, and she definitely went to the visit in uh, Tuscaloosa. So I think that was also a sign, you know, coming down the stretch with us making our decisions. But, yeah, baseball's still on the table. He talked to the staff. And, again, Brayson Hubbard was a guy, uh, you know, committed to a good baseball program as well. So you <laughs> you got to think the Bama staff's kind of thinking Nick Saban at this point for getting a couple freebies who actually can play in the SEC. Yeah, Dylan Lonergan. Uh, in that same boat. Oh, man, that's three. Uh, that's three, yeah. Three very good yeah. baseball players. And not your average. You know, I remember back in the day, they were like, Mo Williams a heck of a baseball player. And he probably was, but he's probably good at bowling and badminton and all that stuff in Mississippi. But these guys are baseball players. You know, you see them at the perfect game tournaments and, you know, the offers they have and the places they're committing. I mean, there's no doubt there's some talent for these guys on the diamond. Amari Jefferson, nearly 1,400 receiving yards as a junior for Baylor a year ago there in Chattanooga. This is a guy with documented production, documented tape, very nice pickup for the Crimson Tide at the wide receiver position. Where are we headed from here, Tim? Uh, big picture-wise, how do you how do you like how this class is shaping up? You know, I know the fans are upset, some of them anyways. It feel like it's a slow class. A couple things here. One, we knew it wasn't going to be a particularly large class. I still think it could possibly drift into the 25 range. It also could settle in at 22 and 23. We're expecting a huge year in 2025, and all that stuff factors in. You know, you can't technically sign 25 five years in a row. I mean, that's 125 guys basically in a – in an eligibility window of 80 for 85 people. So you got to pick and choose those battles. I know there's attrition in everything, but some classes are just going to be smaller, but also I think this class is still a work in progress. I mean, it's hard for me to get too down on a class when the number one quarterback in the country is committed. So right out of the gate, you're getting the number one quarterback in the country. You're getting a top five player in California and Xavier Brown. I mean, obviously you got, you know, Caleb Odom, Jalen Mbakwe, that's just the top end guys. All those guys are top 30 type prospects. So I think it's going to come down to how do they finish? Do they get a big time offensive tackle? We saw that last year. Do they, uh, you know, do they get their safety prospect? Peyton Woodard who's, Woodard, who's committed to Georgia, he's still out there looking at Alabama. And also what's going to happen on the defensive line as those dominoes. Defensive line's really weird. You know, I think that's the position affected the most by the NIL, because those are the guys, I guess, that everyone's going to choose to fight for. I think it is way more effective on the defensive line than it is at, say, quarterback or wide receiver, some of those skill positions you might think. So I think those defensive linemen dominoes, those edge rusher dominoes will start to fall, and we'll really see what this class is about. But I still think it's going to be a top five class. I mean, it's a, you know, it might not have the numbers as far as number of players signed, but if you look at the quality the overall recruit score, Bama's high. I mean, I don't know if they're still number one, but they're definitely number top three for the score, average score overall of each recruit. Good stuff, as always, Tim, as we talk about the commitment of Amari Jefferson, four-star wide receiver from Chattanooga, Tennessee, previously committed to the Tennessee Volunteers on the baseball front. Well, he is looking to become a two-sport guy at the University of Alabama beginning in 2024 tim as always man appreciate you doing this all right hope to talk to you soon soon trav yeah uh, i'm guessing we we just might it's possible but uh, it's possible it it is never know it's possible i think but until then right (laughs) hang out with us on the round table at bamaonline.com man we've got so much stuff going on right now at bamaonline.com with the start of fall camp with recruiting nonstop. never a better time and we've got 
uh, one month for one dollar, right? The uh, yep. special right oh, yeah. now at yep. Bol. Yep. So you want to check that out? If definitely you worth hundred. We're definitely worth a hundred pennies. Yeah, that's definitely. We're well, definitely. my last contract negotiation. That's what I was. That saying. is. You know, hey, I was, when y'all I was sign up? hundred pennies. One of y'all sign up because I've got to pay Travis next year. One of y'all jump on this dollar for a month. Take care of my guy. Yeah, you can sponsor me. Yeah, we'll we'll just do that from now on. But uh, that's Tim Watts. I'm Travis Ryder. Thank you again for joining us on the Bama Online Podcast. Until next time. So long, everybody.